Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is the first Sunday of Lent. Whoa, it is the first Sunday of Lent. Can you believe that? Like we're preparing for Lent. It feels like just yesterday was Christmas. Um, if you are living in the north woods of Wisconsin, we got so much snow. Anybody down south, if you want some, come and get it because this stuff is going crazy up here. It's like up to my waist in certain areas and I'm 6'4", so we got a lot of snow. But you know what? It's a good time to maybe just think of the snow as that deserted area that we're going to hear about in our gospel today. And our gospel comes from Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. And as we enter into Lent, just remember that Lent is a time where we practice how to die. Hence the ashes. And hence we, hence we look at sin. And sin is the word that you use when you are in archery. You pull the bow back. You let the arrow go. And when you miss the target, you say sin. And if you want to hit the target, you place three feathers on that arrow. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And if you do those three things, you're going to hit the target. And you're going to understand how much Jesus loves you. And how he is the way, the truth, and life. And how he will show you how to overcome those temptations and those addictions to your sins. So as always, pull out your Bible. If you can, invite friends. Do the Bible study together. And come to Mass prepared. And really make this Lent a time where you die to your sin to say, Jesus I love my sin more than you, but not after this Lent. I'm going to love you more than my sin. So our gospel begins with Luke, from Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13, which says, Filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they were over, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live on bread alone. Then he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a single instant. The devil said, I shall give you all this power and glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I may give it to whomever I wish. All this will be yours if you worship me. Jesus said to him in reply, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. Then he led him to Jerusalem, made him stand on a parapet of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him in reply, it also says, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from him for a time. So a beautiful gospel reading. There's a lot we could go into, but we'll just look at a few things and just know that you know, before, before this gospel reading, Jesus was just baptized, right? So Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. He returned from the Jordan and was led 
by the Holy Spirit. So in the Gospel of Luke, Luke's temptation narrative plots the course of Jesus' ministry. So at question is the nature, nature of his mission. What kind of Messiah, what kind of Savior will he be? So Satan attempts to detour Jesus from the path of suffering to one of earthly power and sensationalism. Maybe just ask yourself, where are your spiritual detours? What are you doing that's leading you to choose sin? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you taking time every day to pray? Do you have a regimented meal schedule? Are you fasting? And do you do things for the glory of man to to be noticed? And do you do things because they feel good and you do it for for that brief sensation? Because his final effort to tempt Jesus, the devil's final effort, to tempt Jesus brings them to Jerusalem, right? Which anticipates Passion Week and the defeat of Satan by the cross, which you can find in Hebrews 2, 14 through 15, or even 1 John 3, 8. But allegorically, we hear from St. Ambrose, and he says Christ goes into the wilderness. So when we think desert, don't think like sand. Just think away from the noise, right? A deserted area. He goes into the wilderness to rescue man from his exile and sin. Since Adam's expulsion from Eden, man has languished in the desert of spiritual death, cut off from paradise. So Christ pursues man in the desert to rest, W-R-E-S-T, him, from the grip of the devil. So Jesus wants to save you. Something new and different there, right? So he goes up in 40 days, and the number 40 is just packed in the Bible, right? So you can think of Moses' fast on Mount Sinai, Israel's journey into the desert, the 12 spies' inspection of Canaan, Israel's oppression by the Philistines, Elijah's fasting, Nineveh's opportunity to repent at the preaching of Jonah. So 40 is a big, big number. 40 days, 40 years, the great flood, right? And he was tempted by the devil. And then we hear the first temptation, if you are the Son of God. And isn't that interesting? The first temptation is to go after Jesus' identity. Do you know your identity as a son or a daughter? Period. Are you living out of that identity, that reality? If Satan is going to go after the God of the universe, you can sure bet he's going to go after you and make you think that you're not worthy of his love. And even commands, command that this stone become bread, right? And Jesus knows his scripture. He says, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. And then the devil takes him up to make him above people. And remember that God came down to earth, was born in one of the lowest places on, in the world, in Israel. And the devil tempts him. And the devil will always tempt us to say, this will make you feel better. This will alleviate that pain in your heart and in my heart. But it doesn't work. He said, to you, I'll give... I'll give all this authority and their glory for it has been delivered to me. The devil just lies. He doesn't have any power. And I'll give it to whom I will. He says, if you then worship me, it shall be yours. But Jesus knows the word, so does the devil. But he answered him, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God alone and serve him alone. 
Jesus must be at the center of everything we do. Taking sacramental pauses throughout the day. And then it says, ends with, you know, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed him until an opportune time. So the devil's defeat is yet incomplete. Incomplete. He will continue fighting against God's kingdom, which we'll hear later in Luke 11, and will mount an aggressive assault on Jesus in Gethsemane. We all too have to go to Gethsemane. We have to go to Jerusalem to see what Jesus did for us, to see what our sins cost him. And we must keep our eyes on Jerusalem. You know, last week we heard about don't focus on the speck in your brother's eye, but remove the wooden beam. And I would say remove that wooden beam from your eye, yes, of pride. But then ask Jesus in your prayer this week and throughout Lent, Lord, help me see with the wooden beam of your cross so I may love as you love and I may fight as you fight. Know of my prayers this Lent. Know of my prayers for you and your family. And I'm going to end with a song called The Prayer of Esther from Luke Spihar. And a reminder that he will be here on April 7th at St. John's from 6 to 8 p.m. So you're always invited and welcome to come join us for a concert. We'll have, pray, we'll have a concert from 6 until 6.45-ish. And then we'll have uh, adoration with confession offered as well as a part of our Lenten mission here. Know of my prayers again, and may Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
You are